Welcome to the Eagle Eye Podcast. The number one show to bring you all things Club America in English. From tactical analysis to player updates. We've got you covered on all the latest news on Las Aguilas. Now, let's start the show. This is the Eagle Eye Podcast. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another episode of the Eagle Eye Podcast. So, plenty to talk about in regards to Las Aguilas de la America. We just finished a double jornada. We'll talk about where the team sits and where it lies ahead of what's coming up in uh, the cl- uh, the upcoming Classicals, of course, and everything in between in regards to that. But today, I am not alone. We have a packed house, ladies and gentlemen. It's something that hasn't occurred in, I would say, three millennia ago, which it feels like. But uh, we have full roster here, a great panel. And uh, let me start by introducing uh, New York State resident Christian Rosendo. How are you, my friend? I'm doing well. How are you guys? Um, I hope everyone's doing well. I hope everyone listening is doing well. Um, like you said, it feels like forever us, us four has been together to talk about America. I feel it's nice to be a little spicy. I think a lot of us have different opinions on our, the current state of our team. I'm just really excited to get into it, and I'm happy to be doing this with all four of you again. All three of you again. Oh, yeah. Sorry, Dylan's not here yet. No, no, don't worry. Well, he's that, that's where I was going. It was a special introduction for the Cowboy as he makes a late appearance later on in the episode. But, uh, yeah, no, you're right. Uh, a lot of... Uh, uh, a lot of people here are going to have a lot of things to say about this club, and it's going to be interesting to see where the middle ground is between all of us. So we'll see what happens. But uh, let's go to your uh, to your neighbor, Mr. Uh, Alexis Juarez. AJ, how are you, my friend? Doing right, doing right. Um, pretty excited for these um upcoming two Clásicos for America. It's going to be fun. I want to see how America Twitter is going to react. So it's going to be a fun one, especially talking about everything tonight. So. Oh, yeah, of course, we got plenty to talk about and then plenty to look ahead as well and some stuff in between. And, uh, well, we have two guys from the East Coast, and it's only fair enough that the two guys from New York go against the two guys from California. So joining me on this side of the hemisphere, it is none other than Chris Rivera. Chris, how are you, my friend? How was your trip from Mexico? Very good, brother. I, I enjoyed it, especially going to the game. It was just perfect. You know, I think as an Americanista, that's like, the ultimate thing, right? Going to the Azteca. Like I told my mom when I was at the game, you know, I could die. In, I could die now, you know, like whatever happens in life later on, it's just a blessing. And, you know, just very happy, especially since we got the, the dub, you know, I, I don't know if I told you guys, I was like, man, the worst case scenario is a zero, zero. I came all the way for a zero, zero. And well, it was, luckily for me, it was a three, two win against Necaxa. And well, we'll get into that in a bit. No, oh, yeah, of course. Imagine Chris almost walked out with a two-two draw <laughs> if it wasn't for a lucky <laughs> rebound that Quinones ends up finding right there in front of goal. But awesome, man! Glad to hear that your experience went well. Um, you took a couple of pictures. We posted a couple of videos, and uh, uh, it looked like it was a a lot of fun. Even though we had a bit of rain there, if I wasn't mistaken. Yeah, but it wasn't bad. It looks worse on TV. It looks like it's pouring on TV for some reason, but it, it wasn't really raining hard. That's good. That's good. Well, all right, gentlemen, plenty, um, plenty to get through. And like we mentioned, we're going to have a beloved cowboy join us a little bit long later down in today's episode. But 
Let's get started where we kind of left off last week, AJ, in regards to this America side, right? We, we, we talked about the importance of getting the three points again in Caxa, and we kind of foreshadowed a little bit about the Leon game. So talk to me about your takeaways from this double jornada, right? We walk away with four points out of six. Is it bad? Is it terrible? Is it all right? Is it, is, is it fair for this team? Where do you kind of end up at the end of the day? I mean, you get four points out of six. That's not bad considering all things. That's good that you're getting the results. But then when you're looking at the games of the way that the team played, some people could still not feel happy enough with the way we earned those four points. Um, the game against Nekaxa, you think that we should maybe hopefully be able to get a clean sheet, so see with how Nekaxa was struggling. But then to see the end result being 3-2, it was a scrappy 3-2 win. We had to fight to get those three points at home, especially from a Nekaxa that we, as we mentioned last time, a team that's like struggling and Lee, they're going to give it their all against America, and they definitely did. While we started defensively, we were able to make that up with the goals in those games with the three goals, which is good. But then now when you're looking at the Leon game, we were still, at least we did not lose at home, but it's just that how the game was just another scrappy game, which I feel like just like the Nekaxa game, it, um, fans expected more out of this, especially from the upcoming two games that we got. We would have liked for us to get another three points against Leon, so we can then continue our undefeated streak at home currently. But in the end of the day, we just have to go, we just have to take what, um, what we can, which was just a single point from Leon. I feel I'm okay with this, but with the way that the team played, I kind of, I really wanted for this team to at least get a clean sheet out for one of these two games, or say a clean sheet and get themselves six points. But four out of six points, it's not bad. Could have been worse. We could have dropped points against Leon. Even worse, we could have gotten nothing against Nekaxa. And I think you mentioned it perfectly, saying that, you know, it could have been worse. And Christian, I would dare to say it should have been worse. I mean, ultimately, I thought, to be honest, we were going to get a draw against Nekaxa. And the way that we were playing against Leon, it looked like we were not going to get away with anything at the end of the day. So it looked like potentially could have been a one-pointer for the Doble Jornado, which would have been terrible on paper. Yeah, no, um, I think this team from the start of the season, uh, if I'm being honest, uh, has given us those impressions that they're just not grabbing onto the idea that that they're trying to put on, or maybe they're not understanding each other, or it just seems that they're not on the same page. Um, And I think that goes for defensively and offensively, which maybe right now, as we're currently speaking, maybe we're not in the worst of positions. Uh, We're still winning games, uh, but the games that we're drawing – we shouldn't be. Um, I, I'd like to think that I think we were the better team than Leon over 90 minutes. Um, and that's a game we have to win. And during this span right now of home games that we're going to have, whether we're the official home team or not, we're still playing home. We're not traveling much. Um, so we have to take advantage. And to be playing like this and to be giving up points like the way we've been doing, it's just not very like of us. And especially with this current roster, in my opinion, it shouldn't be happening. Um, whether that be a testament to the player's form or whatever the coach is trying to do, but something's not going right. Um, I think we all can see it, and I just hope it gets fixed because we have two important games that are must-wins, no questions asked, and if we don't get six points out of six, um, then I I don't know. I don't know about the the future of Jardine at this club. Hashtag Fuera Jardine. 
is what Christian will be tweeting out if these uh, next couple of games don't end up in six points, which I think is fair. I think that's what the fan base in general is feeling like, especially after these past couple of games. Chris, you saw it live in person. Let's talk a little bit about Nikaksa. What what went wrong for America? Because you see that we can see like early, early in this game. Uh, what's well, always set pieces, right? If I remember, both goals were off set piece, right? Well, I was. No, I think the first one comes Remind off the cross. Okay, because oh, that's what I mean. In in the air, I I was walking to my seat in the first goals, and <laughs> I'm gonna tell you guys straight. I'm gonna tell you guys straight up. The altitude, you could feel it, <laughs> especially when you're climbing a lot of stairs. So I was, mind you, I got sick early in that week. And, you know, they give you, in Mexico, they give you that shot on the butt cheek and then you're good, you know? And then <laughs> and then I, I'll go to the game. I'm still a little bit sick. And I'm climbing a bunch of stairs. So I'm like, yeah. I'm going to my seat. I look left. And then I see the goal. And I'm just, I'm heated, bro. Chris <laughs> is like, no, I can so literally just die now. <laughs> I, yeah, I was like, I, exactly. That's what I told my mom. You know, like, oh, look, the goal. And I'm just like, man. But. Yeah, it just seems de- defensively it's just it's just awful, man. I think our uh, our defenders just can't defend anything in the air. I think our center back just can't. Anything. And I was telling you before we started, Tavares is awful, bro. Like, I don't know. If, I don't know if I came off once as a very de- very defensive for Tavares. I didn't think he was that bad. But brother, like we're gonna we we slander like a lot of us right in the fan base. We slander uh, Emilio Lara, and I'll tell you this much: a lot of those goals don't come because of him. He gets put in very awkward situations where where it's like which defense defender is gonna block that when he's getting no help and he's getting put in these vulnerable situations. That's what I got off of this game. You know, I think the reason that we're we're winning. Or we're coming, we're surviving a lot of these games, you know. And Christian's gonna love this, but seeing it in person, it's because of Fidalgo. If I'm being completely honest, he he gets us out of out of uh, very vulnerable positions. I know a lot of people have been have been very iffy because he can't finish. He, let's just be honest, he can't shoot. He just can't finish, and that's maybe that's just not part of his game. Cool, you know. Not every person, not every player is gonna be, have uh, strengths all around, but. One thing about him, and even my cousin, that's a girl that doesn't know like anything. He even said it all oh, number zero because it looked like zero from far away. It's like number zero is always has the ball on his feet, and and he gets us out of everything, you know. And it, and it really is that. Like he he he's the one. He's to me after seeing it in person, he's the reason why our defense isn't always in a vulnerable position. He really does get us out of these like tough spaces. Can you and, please record that last you know, segment? Just send it to Brian for me, please. I'm sure he's listening, and I'm sure, yeah, he's, I'm sure he's, he's gonna go off on me. <laughs> but to me, it's just like when you see like a lot of the reasons why this uh, we're not losing, we're not getting destroyed, is because of Pizarro being able to get us out of these tough situations. You know. Yeah, I, I think there's merit there in, in what you're saying. I, I think there's. There's a, there's a lot of praise to be said in, in in regards to what the midfield has done. I, I think I personally thought it was a little bit surprising to see Jonathan Dos Santos come off in in the starting eleven against Nakaxa, just because I thought he was I thought our best midfielder so far this so this season. I, the the gap that he bridged between midfield and defense was I think crucial, and, and 
whenever he wasn't on the pitch in the League Cup, you kind of saw that and then and, and how heavily we missed him in those situations. But, you know, I, I think the midfield did a okay job against Nakaksa. And you're right, our Achilles heels continues to be that aerial duel, that aerial battle. Uh, Israel Reyes has not been the answer and neither has Emilio Lara nor Sebastián Cáceres. And God definitely has not been the Sorodajo. Uh, then, you know, we'll, we'll see. Is Ramon Israel Juarez Reyes the answer? had an awful game. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Israel Reyes oh, had an awful game against León. Yes, awful. he did. To me, the, that type of performance is the type of performance that should, that should bench you. Because that goal from Viñas, it's like, bro, it shouldn't even happen because... You, go, you, have, you have enough time to clear that, right? There's no one in front of you. And the guy behind you beats you to it. Like, to, to me, like, if I'm the coach, I'm benching you. Like, I'm sorry, bro. Like, And the guy who beat you is Vinyas. Exactly. <laughs> and his type of goals, too, which is, like, kind of <laughs> yeah. ugly type goals. You know, like. All right, I mean. Someone has we'll, we'll, to step up. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that in a sense. You know, who do you, who, who do you bench him for? You know, that's the real question. Cáceres isn't ready, so it's not like, you know, you kind of have to ride with it. And and in, we'll talk about the controversial post he sent on social media where he said, you know, glad the game is over and he, that he had to play through some illness or whatnot. So I don't know if you guys saw that, but it uh, yeah. it raises some alarms and some questions as to whether or not things are okay in Coapa or if players are finding excuses nowadays, which I think that's another thing. So... We'll see what happens in that regards. Um, but let's ask someone who recently has just joined us and that is going to be talking in regards to his two cents of this Doble Jornada. It is other than our very own beloved cowboy, Mr. Dylan Jimenez. Dylan, first of all, how are you? And second of all, what's your takeaway from the, this Doble Jornada? Four points out of six. Um, I just want the ref- record to reflect first that um, the win against Nagaxa, uh, according to Ivan, does not uh, count as a win. It's a draw because the Quinones goal does not count because he's still sticking by his uh, fraud claim. Um, so I don't, I don't care that we got the three points or what the what, what the table shows. According to Ivan, it's a it's a draw. So um, I'll just it, it I'll just because when do you listen to Ivan? Oh, and <laughs> also <laughs> also. Also, Ivan, you you can't sit here and say that it feels like a draw, even though we won. I don't I don't want to hear that. Only Christian can say that. So you have to come up with a different excuse or a different uh, take or opinion on this. Though. It feels like two losses in my book. I love with the way that we've been playing. I love how he's not even smiling. Like he looks so serious. Like I love that. just one hundred percent just gonna bow down through all of this. I love it. No, I mean it, it's. All right, let's get into it because obviously you guys know that I heavily criticize Julian Quinones and and his poor finishing. And Chris has a rebuttal that I think you're gonna like Dylan a lot. But before I I let Chris get to that, I just think that Quinones has been more than wasteful. And and I think finally a little bit in these past couple of games, America Twitter has gotten to my side of the things at least and starting to be a little bit more heavy critical on Quinones. This man is just so wasteful in front of goal. I mean, just terrible. I mean, somebody made the joke of Narciso Mina, and I, I'm starting to believe it now at this point. It, it just It's looking that bad at times. I mean, he gets rescued with that. I mean, literally, just the goalkeeper fumbles it, goes right through his gloves, right there, taps it in, cool, whatever. And then 
the penalty against Leon, he just he was inches away from hitting the crossbar and and missing it. So uh, those two goals, yes, as much as they're goals and they mean something. They, they don't mean nothing to you. They so. don't convince me. They don't convince me. They don't convince me that he's, he's I, a I'm, I'm ready to, to defend Quinones, brother. So I'm, I'm ready to I'm, defend him. I'm going to go. I agree with Ivan only to an extent, though. Oh, um, come on. I feel like what you're saying right now, everything is valid. The only reason why I can't fully, fully just start bashing him right now is because mm-hmm. he isn't in the natural position, I guess. I guess he's so used to Brother. playing with someone right beside him, like Fulch, and like what he was doing with Henry, as we saw in the St. Louis goal. It just seems like he just works better with a partner literally right next to him. It's yeah, just that right still, now, right now we're not seeing that. Diego Valdez is behind him. He's trying to find him. He's trying to be a lone striker. I don't think that's his that's his strong suit. But yes, though, and the opportunities where he has been on one-on-ones, he missed one last game, where he has had chances to make golazos for us, where he had chances to pass the ball, where he's had chances to put us in good scoring chances and get us in the lead, he hasn't. And for the amount of money that we paid for him, for the name that he is and coming to America, he is not living up to that standard. And that needs to change very quickly because right now, like you said, Ivan, a lot of fans are starting to realize that what's going on, is something going on with him because this is not the Quinones we saw with Atlas last season. Not the Quinones we were promised. And there's people that want him to play for the national team. I mean, I'm like, uh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm still, I'm still for that though. That's, that's, yeah, that's still I mean, I'm just saying, <laughs> brother, if, brother. if he, if he, if he misses just as much as with America and the national team, can you imagine the the back? Can I give you some numbers? Can I give you some? No, numbers? of course, I, I know he has numbers. I, I know he has, I know he has goals. Five I know he has goals, goals, three assists, and eight games, bro. Like, I don't know how much more. I get it. Look, look. I, so these were my defenses, right? I get it. You're expecting more. Because of what you saw in Atlas, right? You're expecting more because, because he has missed opportunities. But here's yes. the thing: one, he's like, because let's 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 go back to what you originally said. You call him a fraud. Like to me, about, a fraud yeah, yeah, is too extreme, fraud. bro. That is too extreme. <laughs> that to me is like saying he has one assist, zero goals, and a bunch of minutes. Like, no, it's not even that. He has five goals, three assists, and eight games. And and then his partnerships have been rotating because of injuries or just like rotations, normal rotations. Like he's not playing in his correct position. Like let's be honest, he should be either playing second striker or left winger, right? That's where he needs to be at. And even then, he has five goals, three assists, right? So to me, it's like if we're gonna call him a fraud, well, let's just, like what exactly is your expectation? What is your ideal numbers for him right now? Like, what well, is someone, ideally someone, what he should be having? Someone was telling me on the fact that he was going to be the next Galusha or the next week. So I, I'm coming in with those expectations. And that should, literally should be the bar. But I'm also saying that for the amount of opportunities he has, he should have had at least maybe even double those numbers. And I know that sounds a little ludicrous. That sounds extreme. That's not you, go back and you, and you go Luda. back and you look at those chances, easily, easily could have had those numbers stacked. And I, I go back to the game against Puebla where his first opportunity in America jersey, he goes 1v1 against the goalkeeper, and you think, oh, easy, Quinones, bucket. We're up. And boom, straight to the goalkeeper. All right, cool, whatever. He's had at least, he scored at least two to three goals already that have been called because of offside. And that is another thing that that's I hate. Another is thing. The fact that he, but, he but that's cannot another thing. stay onside. 
I'm glad you brought that up. Not all of them were offside. Just remember that some of them were awful calls in the But we're we're mm-hmm. counting all of these games because there hasn't been many uh, 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 league games either. Yeah, remember, correct. No, no, no. I'm, I'm break. At, at, at we the have team as well. Yeah, because that helps his stat pad. And and I know he needs it because in, I don't care about league cup. We're talking about the league right now. Yeah, no, I know exactly. But I'm, in the league, I'm talking about about games. everything. Yes. I'm yeah, I'm counting everything because we have to count uh, leagues because we we took a month break. Even if we don't count up the tournament or whatever, it doesn't matter. But either way, isn't at least performance wise, what he's games, been doing. Even right now, though, I mean, and, like, and it took saying, away though, goals he's offside. Like I think this is the player I've seen the most offside like in the past like three years in, in an America jersey. I can't remember. That's how long it's been. Some, I think Chicharito on the national team, but in America, I don't remember. Don't like, I understand he tries to make the runs, but you got to be a little smarter, though. Like, how can you be offside every single time you try to make a run? I'm telling you, this it's a great game to play at home when you're watching an America game. Like, take a shot every time Quinones is, 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 is offside. I'll be drunk by the, by the end of the first half. He's exactly, done. Chris is done for. <laughs> I'm not you be, you'll be drunk at pre gaming. Dylan, where do you stand on this whole Julian Quinones thing? Because we'll, we'll we'll talk about the Kevin Alvarez situation because I know you're you got something to say about that red card. Don't mess with my boy Kevin Alvarez. Do I? I don't know if I have much to say about that red card, to be honest. <laughs> but um, look, all I'm saying is that. I'm still going to give Quinones time. I mean, I, I'm kind of on Chris's side here a bit. I mean, like, I, I, I get I get the takes to some extent, you know, like, obviously the offsides are annoying. Obviously the missed opportunities are very annoying. I think more annoying than the offsides to, to, for me at least. Um, but look, I mean, not even including Leagues Cup, you know, the guy, the guy has, you know, contributed almost a goal each game so far he's played with this, uh, with this team. Um, and obviously, too, I think in some extent, too, uh, we've, we've questioned and we've not liked Hardinez uh, uh, tactics so far either um, to the fullest um, because this team has yet to play consistently week in, week out, even if it's just for 60, 70 minutes. Um, and plus, obviously, too, with like Chris said, you know, there's just been the rotations, especially with injuries. Um, it hasn't really been great. And so I, I'll, I'm, I'm gladly give the benefit of the doubt and obviously not necessarily go too far as you are, even whenever it comes to criticizing Quinones. Um, because obviously at the end of the day, Quinones is still Quinones, you know, he, he can still be the player that, that we want him to be. But, you know, I, I think it's, I think it's a little too, a little too far. I just don't know if, cause it, it makes it sound like the argument coming out of all of you is let Quinones play in his natural position and we're going to get a goals galore. And I'm not too sure if that's the case because the man, it's, it's not like the man's not had opportunities, right? It's not like he's not been in front of goal. It's not like we haven't created chances for him. I, I think it's just he's been terrible in front of goal, like absolutely shocking terrible. Also, he can't I, make I, a, it's still five, it's still five goals though. Like, he can't make a pass. It's not that terrible yeah, no, either. Like, I, like I, you I really dissect his gameplay? He can't make a pass. <laughs> Two penalties, by the way, which were courtesy of Diego Valdez. Now, that's a player we need to be talking about. Like Dylan said, do we not count goals no more? No, no, no. Yes, but I'm just saying, if Diego Valdez, <laughs> if Diego Valdez doesn't give him the penalties to take, 
he doesn't have those two extra goals. Like Diego Valesca, the reason he said, no, give me, I'm the penalty, uh, I'm the PK taker. But he said, no, you're the striker, you need goals. Here, take your chances. You need goals. That's why he gave him the penalty against um, Columbus. Not Columbus, excuse me, Nashville. That's why he, you know, he was like, hey, here, boom. And I was like, well, all right, cool. He scored. Perfect. But it, the penalties help. And, and goals are goals, Chris. I'm not going to take that away. And if it wasn't for him scoring some, we wouldn't be in situations where we are today. But I need him to be more clinical. And, and I don't think that's being unfair or unjust. I mean, you already, I you already took one away from him fraud. already. I think calling him a fraud is, is too extreme. Yeah, that is, that is yeah. too extreme. Yeah, that is. I want, to, I, want to be, I want to look like the idiot at the end of that day where King Yunus comes out, scores like 12 to 15 goals this season, and now I'm looking like an idiot going back and being like, why did I ever call him a fraud, you know? I think you mean 11 to 14 because you take that Nagax goal away every time, so... There you go. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, come on, Dylan. You saw it, dude. That was the easiest of goals ever. I don't, don't care. I'm, too. I don't goals care. A goal, I don't, though. I'm not, not going to apologize for yeah. a goal, dude. That's, I mean, that led to a win, even hey. though it didn't feel like a win. Like, I'm, I'm, are we apologizing for wins and goals now? No matter how no, we get there? After Peralta, after, after Peralta missed that clear shot against Tigres in that final, no, no shot is easy. I would just say that much. <laughs> I don't even know how you missed that, too, but. Uh, Midwestern Cholo said, watch him score a hat-trick against Cruz Azul. That would really Fine. shut me up, wouldn't it? That would. I, w- I would love it. I would love, to- I would love to come on here. But that's what Look, he was signed to do, though. Exactly. Exactly. Look, if Quinones comes out and scores, just if he scores more than 10 goals a season, I will publicly make an apology video. And we'll post it on all our social media platforms. And I will publicly apologize to Quinones. I'm like, I'm sorry I called you a fraud. Uh, basically, I'm the front, you're not, and go from there. We'll we'll we'll, we'll get together. We'll write a whole script. But if he gets that, you mean, you, mean you you will write a whole script, not we. But but now but now <laughs> I'm I'm starting to wonder now. I'm starting to wonder now the opinions of of the rest. Is he performing to your standards, or is he still underwhelming? No, he's underwhelming mm-hmm. to me. I don't know what AJ. No, yeah. Well, I I was talking. Yeah, I was meant meant for Dylan, Chris, and AJ. Uh, like, I understand, like, from both sides of the criticism is, like, coming from, you know, from Guignos, like, we're expecting more from a guy, like, this is our target guy that we wanted from the entire transfer window. We were looking for someone to bolster the attack, help us score more goals up front. We got him. Understand that, like, yeah, he played different at so, you know, he needs someone to accompany him up front to at least feel himself more calm because, look, we don't really have a number nine right now on this team. So we kind of chuck the next best guy that we got in Julian Quinones. He likes playing on the wings more. But we're not putting no, we ain't putting no Roman Martins. We're not going to be putting um, uh, Salas, Patricio Salas up there. Those guys got no experience in first division. Quinones no, played in first division his, his entire career, essentially. We're looking at him to be like, all right, we know it's not your preferred position. But this is, you're the guy that's me scoring the goals now. You're going to be playing this position and do what Henry Martin's been doing. He's been struggling a bit. But he's getting goals at the end of the day's four and contributing to the team and getting us some of these wins. Yeah, I know it's not maybe in the prettiest of ways or the amount of opportunities he's messing up from 
these majority of these games. But then when I'm looking at these stats, like from what Chris said, eight in eight games played, five will scored three assists. He's doing something. Yeah, some of those goals I mean, could be like a tap-in or a penalties, but a goal is a goal at the end of the day, and that's still getting you the result that this team needs. I feel like he's doing he's doing he's doing all right. Is it up to everyone's standards so far? Could be the it's debatable with like with Americanistas. But for me, I mean, I feel like he's doing all right in his job so far. Does he need more time? Maybe just because he's not playing the position he wants to be. Sure, that could be it. But I feel like all in all, he's, do- he's doing all right in an America jersey so far. Okay, so AJ is going with all right. Dylan? Um, no, I, I I agree with AJ. You know, it's it's still un- underwhelming for me. I mean, because like, like we've, I've kind of said it too. Um, the offsides is, fresh, is frustrating. Uh, the clear chances you know where you know he's one-on-one but you know doesn't really finish you know that's that's very annoying um but you know at the end of the day you know like i said you know i'm I'm going to give quinones his time you know i'm going to let him let him be let him play uh, i feel like at the end of the day we obviously haven't seen the best of him and i feel like we're going to get the best of him eventually um um praying for that obviously but uh i mean you're still going to get you still have to get players back i mean henry's due back pretty soon hopefully um, you know, so, you know, that's, that's obviously could, could change things too. Um, I think I said it, I said it last time we podcasted too. I was like, the only thing is like, yeah, like, you know, he's doing all this frustrated stuff, like, you know, offsides and, you know, missing key and big chances, but that really still hasn't affected his game. Like he's still doing all these things. It's just, he's not really finishing your front of goal, which I can agree with, but you know, he's, he's still playing like he's an informed player. It's just, you know, he's got to put away these chances at the end of the day. Okay, Chris, what's what's your takeaway? Yeah, I agree with them. I, like, I, I'm not gonna say here. I think like the, the debate is this. You know, it, the debate is the the going assist versus the, what you see on the field, right? That's really the debate. That's really like <clears throat> most people don't really care what what they do on the field as long as they, a striker, a, a nine gets a goal, right? Uh, I, I was like, I'll give you an example. I, I've been very defensive of Raul Jimenez of what he does on the field. He contributes a lot on the field, but he had over a year without scoring, right? So it becomes one of those things. Is he useless because he can't score or is he useful because he's able to contribute in other ways? Over here is a little bit – it is the opposite, right? Quinones is scoring, he's assisting, but then you look out, look at the the, the – what you see on the field, right? Where you see him making runs, you see him missing shots, offside, this and that. So it is underwhelming. For me, though, it, I just go back to the term fraud. Like, I don't think he's a fraud. I think if, if, it, if you have to rate it from 1 to 10, he's closer to a 10 than he is to a 1, in my opinion. To me, he's like a 6 or barely a 7. 7? Like it's, it's, it, it is... I don't think it's because, well, like I said, you look at the goal and the assists and contributions, it's not bad. Like, you, the stats aren't necessarily bad. I think I read right now that he's one goal away from being top scorer of the league. But like, necessary, like, he's not necessarily doing that bad as much as, like, we try to paint him to be. But obviously, like, I'm not going to sit here and be blind to what I do see on the field where it's like he isn't – our expect I'll say this too. It's not just him that's underperforming to say. It's it's the whole team. Because I think our yeah. expectations were was what we saw Thanos team. Maybe if Thanos was still here in the same system, 
maybe we do see a lot more goals because that's what we were used to. Mm. Gardiner's not necessarily showing. It's like the Solari comparisons that he's getting because it's like, oh, we're getting away with these points, but on the field we're seeing a whole different thing, and we're 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 not necessarily uh, deserving all of this, you know. So, so I get it. Like for me, yes, he's underperforming, but it's not like to the to an extent where it's like he's a fraud or 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 he's horrible or. Or Narciso Mina, like that. That comparison pisses me off the most. Like, how is he Narciso Mina? Like, to me, the closest thing he is is Darum Hindero, if I'm being honest with you. And and I mean, we talked about that before uh, when the rumor started. Like, his ceiling is going to either be a, a Chucho Benitez top scorer type player, or he's going to be Darwin Quintero, where people are not going to be happy, but he's going to be on the stat sheet. And that's exactly what, what he is right now. So I'll yeah. just say I'll just say this to kind of end the whole thing. Um, so stats, while they do tell you a lot, I don't think they tell you the whole story. Mm. Um, in in times where we've been in deadlock situations and we needed someone to kind of get us out of it, I can't remember the last time it was him. Besides maybe the last game on the penalty kick, but other than that, though, I can't remember that you would say, "Oh my God, thank you to Quinones because he's the one that got us out of the deadlock." Where was he when we were one one against Atlas? Where was he when we needed another goal against Leon? You know, it's like in those situations, you got to look to your star player, the player you've chased all window, the player that was your big signing, Keon Key. And if he's not doing that on a consistent basis, then I do understand and I do approve the comments that people like Ivan and other fans are starting to make about, like, why is he not doing more for whatever he was worth is my thing also as well. I guess it's going to be up for debate, and we're going to continue to have that debate until the rest of the season, and we'll see where he ends up, right? If he, like I said, breaks that 10-goal threshold, then great, perfect. I think it's exactly what, you know, we need. And so if that's the case, then cool. And if not, then we'll sit here and we'll have another conversation about him and maybe go back and actually talk about this whole potentially fraud situation. But I know, I, I do know that it's a stretch, but hey, sometimes... He's not a fraud, though. Uh, well... We'll see. We'll see. I mean, there's no better way to vindicate yourself than against Cruz Azul and then Chivas. Right? As simple as that, right? No better way than... Absolutely would be amazing, right? Sure. So, I, I think let's, let's wait it out and let's see what, what the end scenario here is and then we'll kind of go from there and we'll see what happens. But, um, well, like we mentioned it, right? It, it, it's a total of... Four points out of six. Obviously, the Leon game feels like a bit of a loss. And then the Caxa game just absolutely feels like a terrible win. But ultimately, you're looking at the t- league table, and we're sitting fifth right now with one game in hand. And and I think we were talking about this just a little bit uh, before we got on the podcast here. America sits fifth with uh, eight points, right? Potentially, that game against Queretaro, if we would have won it, we could be sitting in third place. And maybe all is not... Too bad, as as we want to paint it right now. I think we look at it and we think this is terrible because, you know, we're looking at it and it's 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 yeah, only one loss and then of course two draws, but it's just what you're looking and what you're seeing on the pitch. Nothing, nothing has convinced you. I think the only convincing game we've had in the league was probably the game against Puebla and the game against uh, St. Louis in the League Cup, and those were the only two games that we ever got convinced. And after that, 
we've had question marks around Hardinet in every other single game. Is that fair to say, Dylan? Yes. So what's the answer? Because Hardinet is saying that he just needs time. He's asking for patience and time from the Americanismo, from the fan base. No, no, because because the things he said whenever he got the job, he knew. That's what I'm saying. Like, like everybody, like Chris, AJ, Christian, y'all were drinking the damn Kool-Aid. But I said, okay, sure, say this stuff, but show it on the pitch. And I have not seen it on the pitch at all. Like, One no, bit. no. You saw, it, you, you saw it against Puebla and you saw it against St. Louis. And Yes. And then when else have it. I seen it? When else? Never again. And, and, you know, his argument is, you know, give me some time, the pleasure adapting, and I don't have a full squad, right? He says, I'm getting Henry back soon. I'm getting Cabecitas back in just a little bit as well. Like, all these players are potentially going to be coming back. But is that enough? Is, 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 is that fair, Christian, for him to ask for that time? And after what Dylan had mentioned, he talked the talk, but looks like he can't walk the walk? I mean... Yeah, it's starting to feel that way because you're coming. So I said this before, right? And I um I don't know if all of you guys agree with me, but maybe you guys do now. It's like it just to me, it just doesn't make sense how we have a better team this year and are performing worse than last year, right? Like that that will that doesn't make sense right now. It's not making sense right now. And I understand the injuries. I understand you know the factors that may play into that. Nonetheless, though, the opponents that you've come across. And putting up performances like that is not America's standard by any means. And all the criticisms and all the fans that want him out, um, I think can be justified. I'm not saying to throw him out right now, but I understand where they're coming from. And if can, can results like this continue, especially in the next two games, then he can he can leave and be, never come back. Because, like I said, it just it doesn't make sense to me how you you're put in a better position than the last coach and you're performing worse. It doesn't make sense. I get it. It's not his team. And maybe it's not the players that necessarily fit the system that he wants. Because Chris, we talked about it when he, when we came in, it was like, well, what is he going to play? Is he going to play that four, three, three, is he going to play a four, four, two? Is he going to switch back to a back three? Like we, we, we were kind of guessing what he could potentially do with these players because this is not his team. He he kind of, you know, uh, inherited it and then just kind of was told, here's a couple of new players. None of them were players you wanted, but they're good players kind of make it work in a sense. I think, I think there's, there's a lot of stuff we could touch on. You know, I think if he gets sacked, I think Banyos is gone. I really do believe that. I think, I don't know how much you guys kept up with uh, the hiring process and what Bangers was saying in interviews before they hired him. But one thing that really stuck to me was he said, we have a, a squad and we're just trying to bring in a coach that doesn't change anything. We play the same style that we play with Dano and, and we just continue what we're doing, what we've been doing, right, with Polari, Piojo, Dano. Uh, and just gets gets us over the hump, which is what? Getting to another final, right? Winning the final. And to me, how do you make this higher, right? Whoever it was, whoever put the name on the table and not get this, not, not, not. How does he not pay what Thanos was, was doing? 
uh, a reporter tweeted out when I was on the airport saying, or after the Leon game, I forgot when it was, but saying that people in San Luis were saying, have patience with, with Jardine because it happened over here too, where players aren't necessarily uh, adapting as quick, right? And my thing is, if that's the case, if, if, that, if it really is the case that players just take long to, to, to get into the system, into what he wants, what was Baños and the directivos thinking when they hired him? Did they not do their homework, right? How do you not know that it takes long to – because let's be, let's be fair. There's some coaches that are just complicated, that they want you doing certain things. They, they, they have a, a philosophy of how to find the goal. It's not necessarily individual work. It's teamwork, right? And to me, it's just that we're bringing in that type of coach after we we, we had Tano, who is not anything out of the order. Like, he's not a genius, per se. Like, a lot of the, the – what he lacked is, is was was motivation, motivating his players, right, in, in important moments. And – but he let them do what they needed to do. And Jardinet is the opposite of that, where he wants players doing certain – things instead of depending on that 1v1 then what what was the point of the hire you know to me Banyos is the one that needs to get sacked too and and maybe if it's mid mid uh season firing maybe you do kind of throw away the the, the season if I'm being honest with you which it's is not something want, people want to hear yeah but, yeah because of the, the squad that it, we have it's ridiculous to to think about wasting yeah, the season but, but if you're bringing another directivo, it's kind of like, well, you kind of have to throw away this thing and actually put the right person in charge instead of this guy has a good ending and now we're back into this kind of like just accepting whatever well, type of situation. Well, let's be honest. Jardine was not the first choice. He wasn't. Or the second. He, or the third. Or the second. Or the fourth. No. No, he was not. No. It was more of the safety. Right, like just in case all of else fails, and all else fails, yes, which it did. We ended up with Hadine. Not a bad option when you think about the trajectories he's had. But Christian, you mentioned it. Maybe isn't at the point of his career where he should be taking on in America. Maybe right. we jumped and the gun a little that, bit. I said that when all the rumors are going now. Even though I jumped on board at the end because everyone convinced me, and I I, I seemed fond of the plan. Just let's not remember. Let's not forget that even though all these things were coming out, I said that he was like a, a Nicolas Lacamon kind of hiring when he was really, you know, the name of the league and the talk of the league. Oh my God, he, he's ready. He's ready to coach a big team. He's ready to go to Europe. He's ready to do that. I'm like, go guys, take it easy. My man's had one good season, and when he played us, he got literally obliterated. I do not want this guy on my team. I don't want this yeah. guy coaching my team, right? But everyone's like, no, no, this is different. This is, okay, fine, all right, fine. You guys. Brazilian, Brazilian Olympic team, Copa Libertadores, G23. Okay, fine. I'll buy into it. Let's see what he's got. He had two good games. Puebla and St. Louis. That's it. And now you got two Clásicos coming up. And if you lose those, then you're out. You have to be out. Right. I mean, it's it's, so, it's, it's I only think, I think just... fans and people have to stop giving into the hype so easily. Um, And not to jinx it, and I hope I'm wrong about this, like Ivan, I might look like an idiot right now, but I really hope I'm wrong about this. The same thing at Israel Reyes right now. All the hype was on him. He's going to be the next center back for the national team. He's going to go to this team. He's going to go to Europe, by the way. This, that, this, that. 
And right now, it seems like he's not living up to any expectation at all. Um, and he's not performing up to standard. He's not performing to an America center back standard. Um, and it's things like this that I think fans need to just relax on the hype of bringing in so many, I guess, new talents that prospects. not every you know, prospects, right? That it's not gonna, not all of them are gonna shine up, right? That they're not all gonna live up. Um, and I think that's also a fault to America fans for believing so much in a new prospect when they really haven't been tested like that. AJ, perfect example, Chava Reyes. I was gonna say, I was gonna Another mention one. too. He Another was one. when the on the season that we signed him, he was the best young left back in the entire league. Right after the game he had against like Bontre and and the Champions League final, he just was never the same again. It's like that constantly once saw in Chavarez as being a young left back. It's like he just lost it completely. He can't def- he can't defend. He can attack. He can attack, but like it, I feel like he just doesn't contribute to it as much. He kind of just doesn't even want to mark his player anymore. If it has like after what Maxi Messa did to him, it's like he just cannot defend anymore. He's just afraid. He's just gonna get nutmegged every single time. Yeah. Just... You know what it reminds me of? Hmm. You. And, uh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't. Maybe I might get this. Maybe you won't. Maybe I'll laugh about it. When you guys go to, when you guys went to school, did you guys ever have these like nerdy kids that would wear like big ass backpacks because they had their hoodie in there and they would run to class? I don't know if you guys relate to that, but or when I went to school, there's always like. Nerdy no, how do we tell? Him, how do I tell him that that was me? I mean, all love if you were that person. No, no, in general, not you. <laughs> but, but, like I said, when I went to the Necaxa game, that was the first thing. I saw a lot of slander for Emilio Lara, and to me, like, it's not him, bro. Like, yeah, see, there's some development that he needs to do right there's there is stuff that he, he needs to work on but i'll tell you this there's there was moments where chava reyes left huge gaps and he couldn't catch up to the nine not even the winger the nine there's no reason for for who, who's their nine again he scored on us but he's not fast he was very slow he reminded me of kind of like Silvio romero but a little bit uh uh slower and in Chavarez couldn't catch up he was wearing he was like he was wearing a backpack like just like hunched back falling almost falling like and immediately I will fix that he would go and he would catch up to the guy and, and we could have honestly lost that game if it was, if it was because of you know Chavarez is not being able to catch up to the to the strikers and to me like like I I, I believed in them you know for me I was like you know what in Puebla, he, he was a a the best he was named the best uh, left back in the league. To me, I'm just like you know what that's a good signing. Israel Reyes too. I was like you know what he's not a and I don't even think he's a bad player either. I think he has bad moments, but I do think it, it's it's kind of a balance of good moment back. But if I'm being honest with you guys, you can say that about every center back that we have on the team. You know, I think they're all the same. I don't think there's a, there's one that's better than the other. I think the only one that just it's worse is. is, is Araujo, like, and if I'm being honest with you, if they're all in form, I think Araujo still are, are, ends up being our best center back. It's just, yeah. I don't know, man. Yeah, we'll start them regardless. I think, I think those are just, just it's, we need a cleanup. I think you could sell everyone except Kevin Alvarez and be happy. And I think you could and the easily, defense. 
But the fact no. that the board doesn't recognize that though, it's still up like it's still beyond me. Yeah. You'll be stuck with it. I don't understand what we have until we five in the back. I I think I think uh if we would just uh, everybody but uh, Kevin and uh, Luis Fuentes, we would have enough for Ramos. <laughs> and all we just need is Kevin, Ramos, and Luis Fuentes. And, and we're, and Luis we're Fuentes. solid. Well, Luis Fuentes, I feel like Luis Fuentes is versatile enough to to, to play center back slash left back played, at the same time. Play center, center back, back for a couple. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, like, at the same time. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Playing three have, that, have that 1998 Nissan Altima just pushing through. <laughs> Yeah, no. With the, with the back filled with buzz balls. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Oh, man. Well, obviously, there's there's a lot to wish for. And it seems to be the, the case every season we do this, Dylan. There's always something to wish for in regards to this America defense. We never seem to have an answer for the past five years. And I think that's the most worrisome thing about it. But what do you um, think Bruno Valdez is doing? Just getting collecting a paycheck at, at Boca Junior. <laughs> collecting a paycheck. Oh People hate him over there already. He's so bad over there. Oh my goodness, it's bad. Yeah. It's time for just, a reunion. No, no. The Am only I reunion I'm going to have is Miguel Herrera come back. Will he yeah. come back? I think at some point. I, I don't think soon, but at some point he'll come back. If Bino leaves, yes. Have Mosquera as the yeah. assistant. Oof. Is I he like the one that, that requested for Bangas to be there? Yes. They came like a package deal, remember? I remember they, they kicked up the lights and there was like this like scandal on TV and people arguing saying, oh, how does Piojo have say in America? Because Piojo's got it like that. Let's bring back yep. Solari. Solari would be would have this team in third right now in the league. So so I'm gonna use uh, I'm gonna use I'm gonna use Chris's line. I'm gonna use Chris's line. I'm gonna use Chris's line. Look at the stats, and then come talk to me. Oh, uh, actually, look before we talk about Cruz Azul, <laughs> just real quickly talking about stats. This I'm absolutely mind blown at this America side. So if you look at it, we are and I'm just going off foot mob right as far as ratings go. We are the number one rated team on FootMob at 7.1, right behind Monterrey. So we're technically, to them, the best team, right? Our average possession is the most. We have the ball out of anyone in the whole team, 62%, right? The closest one is Tigres at 57. Then, I don't know if you guys are aware of XGs and if you guys care about that, but obviously that seems to be the trend, right? And... Before Pumas had played their game, we were number one at, at 10.4 XG so far per season. Well, we expect the goals. And how yeah. much have we scored? <laughs> well, that's a oof, nine. It's kind of spot on. So we're spot on? Yeah. yeah. Was this Pumas considering is... League's club? No, this is just League. Okay. League. Okay. This is just League. And then Pumas, obviously, they surpassed us because they played their game. But you, you're looking big chances created. America at 16, the most out of anyone in the league. Guess who has the most big chances missed out of the whole league, though? 
Kiss America with 14. <laughs> yeah. So, I, look, this is, I, I think as Americanistas, of course, I've mentioned it in the previous podcast, we, we're just spoiled. And, and we want everything to be done and be perfect right from the get-go. We, we don't have this tolerance or patience that maybe we should have with a new coach and a new managerial system, yada, yada, yada. On paper, Jardinet has not looked bad. I mean, his stats, you know, we were talking about stats earlier. His stats show that it's pretty decent, right? We're in a pretty good spot. And if that Querétaro game goes and we win it, we're in third place. Not looking too bad. It's just what we see on the pitch, and I think we we have seen an America side that has, okay, on paper, they look good. But when it gets down to it, to the nitty-gritty, because we didn't like what we saw on the pitch, we folded. Perfect example was the Solari era. Right? We knew that, okay, we could squeeze a 1-0 win, but we knew that wasn't going to be enough for Liga. And what happened? Absolutely well, got right taken Right now, home. it's not enough for league or Liga. No, 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 of course. Of course not. But I'm just saying that, that we're going down that same tendency of, okay, on paper, we're, we're, we're padding stats left, right, and center. We're looking great. It's just anyone that isn't kind of keeping an eye on America, you know, like we are, is going to say, oh, my God, America's probably going to be a good t- contender this season. But we both know, all of us know, America, you put them in Ligia right now, I don't even think we get past the first game. Let alone think about a second leg. Simple as that. So, interesting things I was looking at through. I was is, going, is it I was fair like, to say? Say what? Is it, is it fair to say that our, our our real first challenge will be against Chivas? Not against Cruz Azul because I think it would beat them. Uh, people are going to say, look at the table. They're not necessarily anything special, right? Even though it's a, it's a, it's a derby, it's a classical. Hmm? They beat Monterrey. Oh yeah, but but you know, but if, they, if we beat them, it's gonna be like oh, we beat. Yeah, sure. A bad team. Okay. Yeah, fair. So our real first test is gonna be against Chivas, right? Mm-hmm. We're being. So let's say we come up with the dub. Does a lot of your guys' uh, perspective, even though it's not like oh, uh, does your perspective change, or do you think it's like I need to see more of this? I need to see it against Tigres. I need to see it against. Monterrey, and then to see it against maybe Puma. I don't know how the table is looking right now, but I'd see it against I think, those I, teams, I, I, Pachuca. Or, or does it does change against Chivas and it's like, okay, we won this game. Even if it's ugly, we, we still got to move forward. Or it, it no, can't be ugly. No, it can't be ugly. Because I think you have to look at the way we win. Yeah, it, it, It's how we win the game. If you're talking about we win because it's a lucky-ass 90th minute own goal... No, I'm not taking that. Like, yeah, great, no. cool, we won. Oh, yeah. That's awesome, but that it doesn't convince me going forward. You know, it's it's the matter of how you take away the result rather than the actual result itself. So it's At funny. It's, for me. it's funny we're talking about this because I I think I saw a tweet earlier saying how like you know how in the past seasons America has played like pretty pretty above average to to our liking in the past couple of seasons, right? But we always fall short in Ligia. What if this year's like kind of the reverse? You know, we're leading up to of kind of forming that that squad and we'll peak at Ligia when it matters and then that's how we'll get over the hump which started started getting me thinking maybe we do but like it's just like I still can't get around that simple fact that we have a good team 
and we're playing like a bottom tier team. It just doesn't make sense. Yeah, we like finally have the America we want. You know what I mean? Like it's just I just can't get over that. Maybe if we weren't so lackluster for eighty percent, eighty five percent of the game, maybe I feel some 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 way different. Maybe I'll be a little more optimistic. Saying, yeah, you know what? Yeah, you know we'll get this back, and yeah, you know give them a couple more games, and you know we'll we'll we'll, we'll be right there. We'll be right there with everyone else. That's fine, not a problem. But it's just like I I still can't get get over that. Like, and and the fact that he's gonna have to change more of his formation, his lineup, his tactics when two three players come back is still concerning. Because now if we look lackluster now, we look confused now. Imagine when we start integrating three more players afterwards. Yeah, it, it it can get hectic, hands down hectic. But I mean, we'll we'll, we'll see what happens, right? This how the conversation can go on and on and on and on. But the truth is, he's gonna have to showcase out. I mean, we'll see what happens. But I think this game against Cruz Azul is important because imagine you can, you know, go on international break with a high, or you can linger with a low. And I think that's I think Hadinen knows coming into this game, there's a lot a lot of pressure for him to perform. And to get the result. And we'll see whether or not that happens. But talking about Cruz Azul, this game's going to be on uh, Saturday. A little late game. 8 p.m. Pacific for us. 11 for you guys over there, AJ. So we used to it. Yeah. Amateur well. hours. <laughs> Amateur hours. Wow. All right. I like it. Dylan, that's 10 p.m. for you. Hopefully you've cleared your schedule. Already cleared. Nice. All right. Done and dusted. I like it. Um, obviously, at the size take out, technically, we're the away game. That's I hate, the case. I hate that so much, dude. I hate it. <laughs> yeah, I, when the hell are they gonna time, get out? I know for real. Every time, every time we preview this game and we're the stupid, the freaking away team, dude, I freaking hate that so much, dude. It's so annoying. Were we, were we the away team when we beat them seven nothing? No, we were the home. Anyone want to fact check that for me? We were um, the away team when we beat them in the final. <laughs> that, that is true. That is true. <laughs> which I guess, which I guess, matters more, right? Yeah. Um. Yeah. So. Yeah. 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 We were. We were. Yeah. We're good. On that sense. Boo. Boo, indeed. Um. But all right. Obviously, we know that this game is a must-win for America. I mean, it just you know, no, I don't want to extend this because we've gone on for pretty long enough. I don't want to keep you guys here for too long, but just quickly, briefly, if you guys all had to mention just one thing that needs to be different from these all past games for this one, what what is the one key thing you're looking for against Cruz Azul? Win your aerial battles. It's a good one. AJ? Finishing. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay, I like it. Chris? Yeah, I'm, I'm with Christian. Aerial battles. In, you have the aerial duels. Yeah. Every 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 game. Every game. <laughs> yes, every thank game. you. I was I was hoping someone would mention that. Yes, I, I think we need to be more creative. Then, actually, uh, creative and clinical. I think you and AJ are, are, are on onto something there. And of course, yes, yeah, you, Chris. Part, Chris. No, 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 well, you didn't let me finish. <laughs> I was, I was gonna say, I was gonna say, and Christian was onto something. You know, we, we need to secure the back, and those aerial duels are important. Even those fifty-fifty balls, I think, in the midfield, we sometimes lack winning them. 
and it puts us in a little bit of dangerous positions. Uh, aren't our midfielders like kind of like average to on the smaller end of the? Yeah, five six five eight. Yeah, yeah, yeah like freaking so, Fidalgo. Yeah, <laughs> no, yeah. No, no help at all. Jonathan. Yeah. So the, that that those aerial duels oh, yeah. in the midfield. So in the midfield nah, not looking good for us, buddy. Forget it. No, but, but we can, but we can make up for it though, with, with the ball on our feet, though, right? A hundred percent, one hundred percent, and I think that's what we, I, I want to see that. I want to see that. I want to. I, I want that creativity to kind of flourish and and be more secure at the back. So I know it's asking for a lot or a clean sheet, especially because I think this group of sides could be motivated after the win they had against Monterrey. But I want to see somewhat of a solid performance. Um, I just even in goal, I, I think Malagón has been a little bit shaky. I don't know if anyone else feels that way, but I don't think he's the same Malagón that we saw. Can I bring something up? Go for it. How are you guys feeling about La Union Fuentes again? Oh, God, never team? mind. We lost this game already. Yo, stop. <laughs> Chill. Man, oh, I, I yeah, watch. That's right. I might need to Kevin watch, Alvarez. actually. Kevin Alvarez with a red card. Won't be yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, won't be. yeah, that was done by him. Man. Really done by him. Fuentes about to clock in, get his 9-5, to five, like Ivan said. We'll mm-hmm. I don't mind Fuentes so much. It's the other one that I can't even say his name anymore. I don't know, yeah. bro. I think Antuna might burn Fuentes, if I'm being honest with you. I don't know man, how I feel yeah. about that matchup. We'll keep, we'll keep Antuna at bay. Don't worry. Yeah. There's nothing special. Don't worry. They, they say that whenever he scores first, Cruzul always loses. So hopefully he scores first and we end up winning. <laughs> just give him the ball. I guess, okay, walk it into the net. <laughs> Yeah, no, I completely forgot about that. That we don't have our star defender with us. Star hmm. defender, I wouldn't go. I would go that to far, say that. Yeah. yeah, I wouldn't say he is literally the best defender on our team. Not the best defender. He's probably the best uh, attacking player from he going from the our best. defense. Where does he play in the starting eleven? He plays right back, but he, <laughs> he does is not under defense. Therefore, make him a defender, which is he is the best defensively. He might be the best one either way. Even though he's not strong in that side of the ball. Yeah, he was a lot of gas. He's better defensively than him. Like, like, if we're being completely honest, he's more clutch. Who's, no, who's better? Ivan, tell me right now who's better. Probably Casares in, oh, in defending. My man with the broken nose. Come on, bro. Come on. I mean, he was a Try warrior, again. though. Try again. I don't know, bro. Casares also gives up nasty goals, bro. I am, I'm not high on Casares, if I'm being honest with you. I think he's probably like one of You said it, Chris, though. You said it, You put – intertwine them. They're all the same. They're all going to give you yeah, the bad. they're all the like, same. Yeah, they're all the same. They'll they're give the you same. one good you play and 12 bad. And 12 bad ones. Yeah. And you got to unfortunately that that bad one doesn't end up in the goal, which often it does. Yeah. It's a sad reality. I, I see Lada's our best defender. Center oh, God. Oh, yeah, hey, I, I'm telling you, bro. I came, I came back <laughs> impressed in that Nikaxa game, even though he cost the goals. Like when it comes to him tracking back for what Chava Reyes was giving up, I get it, I get it. But like I said, like they're they're all the same. <laughs> Man, Toluca changed like Toluca changed, oh, yeah. him, bro. Once they taunted him, he was never the same again. He started hitting himself. Yeah. I think, yeah, well, he had a lot of stuff off the pitch, too, that was kind of intervening with with his professional career, too. So, 
But hey, we'll we'll see what happens in that sense. But ultimately, I think we all talked about what we want to see different in, in Cruz Azul, and it's a must win. Like three points are a must. Like I mentioned, it's the international break after this, so you you have to end up on a high note, right? The importance of three points right now are detrimental. You're at the point of the season where you you can't be giving up points in in any form in any direction, really. So it's going to be interesting to see how Harlene handles the pressure because. He has had pressure, but now the real pressure is on the stack on. Two Clásicos back-to-back and with an international break in between. I know you have that stupid friendly against Tigres uh, uh, in Tour, Tour Aguila, but it's it's not going to be the same. And I promise you, Quinones is still going to find a way to be offside three times and miss four opportunities in front of goal against Tigres in that friendly. But, hey, that's neither here nor there. But You're going to be with the national team. Uh, he hasn't gotten called up yet. I don't think they're... I mean, this week or next week? Yeah, they're dropping the list. I think this week. No, I don't know. I really don't keep up with that stuff like that. I don't care. If it was up to me, there would be no international break. It'd be America all year round. I I am with you. I am with you. They always come back injured, bro. I hate that. Same. Absolutely same. Against teams that I can't even spell their names. (laughs) You can't spell. I'm tired of playing Luxembourg. I don't know the Russian team that they're playing this week, but what Russian team? There's only one Russian. Wait, what? <laughs> Yo, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Are we all call them Russia, brother. <laughs> He's like that Russian that hemisphere. Russian team. Uh, <laughs> listen, I was brainwashed to hear Russia as an American. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Azerbaijan? Uh, Is that what you're thinking? Isn't it like? I don't know, bro. It's still the U. It looks like a Pokemon name. I don't know. I oh my god. He's like you. All I know is it's not where Triple G's from. That's all I know. Oh, okay. All right. I yeah, like it. Um, I like it. <laughs> anyway, so uh... Jason, he's like Vamos America. He's like the only Russian word I know is vodka. <laughs> vodka. <laughs> There we go. All right, then quick prediction time here. So, uh, give me your guys' prediction for the game against Cruzul. I'll start off with uh, you, AJ. Oh, my God. After what Chris just said. <laughs> um, I'll go 2-0 America. All right. 2-0. I like it. New Queen sheet. sheet. Please. Dylan. Please. 2-2. Two, two. Two, oh, wow. Oof. That's going to burn. Ay, Dio. Dylan. So get the vodka out if that's the case. Oof. Yeah. A lot of it. Too. Absolutely. Yeah, Chris. I go two one. Two one America. All right, Christian. Two nothing. Two nothing. Just like AJ, I like it. Mm-hmm. Jason going three to one or three to two for Ooh, America. That's that three two. That three two yeah. is scary. That three two is scary, man. That's, yeah, I, got three two, two, I don't know. If it's I if it's th- it. if it's three if it's three two, can you almost tap in to win it? Ninetieth <laughs> <laughs> minute. It is your time. Not again. Oh my god. Okay. I'm gonna go <laughs> I'm gonna go with the most ludicrous uh, Midwestern Cholo going with three zero. Five nothing? I like it. I like it. No, I'm actually gonna go and I'm gonna say four to one. I think America can win four to one. Will we? Probably not. But hey, I'm over here. Who scores them? Someone told Who's me oh, the wait, I forgot that Yoon was playing two one. Two one. Okay. <laughs> All right. Christian's changing Sorry. his mind. I forgot that he was playing. All right. Two one. I'm going four one. Two Some one. Mid- own goal by Miguel Ayun. Ooh, <laughs> Stop. 
Oh my that's god. Bro. I think that, that would that would literally that would be the end of Miguel Layun's career at America. End of his life. He's not Should getting out of that stadium afterwards. Nope, not at all. Uh-uh. Well, we already said Midwest Controller 3 0. Yeah, hey, um, put the positive vibes out there. Yeah, definitely. I mean, we'll see. We'll you see know, what just, happens. Just because of this, I'm going to wear a Lyon jersey on Saturday. Ooh, you have one? I you don't. Have a I'll get one. I'll put it with the Sharpie. Lyon. <laughs> Fuck it, son. Let's go. If, if Layun scores the winner against Cruz Azul, the winner against Cruz Azul, I will buy someone a jersey in the comments. All right, there you go. Or oh, I was just gonna say you get a Layun jersey and you post it oh, like anywhere go, next episode I'll, I'll too. Buy, I'll buy someone a jersey if Layun. Okay. Probably make winner. a post. Yeah. All right. We'll, 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 like yeah, we're gonna like put a post and, we'll, and yeah, we'll see. Sounds good. I like it. I like it. Jason said, I think I prefer Layun on gold than Antuna scoring us, to be honest. <laughs> that, oh, I, Actually, I mean, damn, I don't know. That's, uh, that's tough. Yeah. yeah, nah, I don't want Antuna scoring us, but I don't want Layun on goal either. So. We'll see what happens. Actually, maybe um, a, a Layun on goal kind of like just sentences death at America and just like never plays with us ever again. Yeah, could be, could be a positive. Yeah, could be a Could be the case. Hmm. We'll see what happens. Well, still, so stay tuned on our guys' uh, Twitter. We will resell we'll, it we'll regardless. Keep, yeah, <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll 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 be on up in arms regardless. So, uh, with that said, um, well, I've taken enough of you guys' time here, so we'll kind of call it a night here. But it was just Cholo saying uh, we will resell it regardless at oh uh, for pennies. So. so maybe not a Lyon jersey, but I'll just buy a America jersey for some. A America jersey. There you go. See, there you go. So you guys get a free America jersey courtesy of Lyon goal. So we'll see. Um, well, at least I just want to say thank you guys to um, Jason, to Midwestern Cholo, to really everyone that's out here listening to us. And most of all, thank you to you guys, Christian, AJ, Chris, Dylan, for making the time out to talk all things America. It's been quite a week, and I expect it to be quite an even more week for us. So. We'll see whether or not our insanity, I mean, our sanity turns into insanity after these next couple of weeks under Jardine. Any last words before we kind of wrap it up here? Uh, just one quick thing. How do you guys feel mm-hmm. about Ramon Juarez? That's uh, not one quick thing, dude. That's a whole conversation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, so the base. okay well, let's rate his performances one through ten. Six. Okay, quick. Yeah, I'm going six. Average five. Yeah, five is fine. Six. Okay, six also. Yeah. See, that's quick. Yeah, there you go. Dylan, don't, don't hit me. That was quick. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Well, Miss Midwestern saying great podcast when the whole crew is on. And I agree. So we'll see. We can try to get everyone on again next time. But uh, again, yeah, thank you guys for so much. What? Dylan's been more consistent out of all of us. <laughs> I'll only, I'll only, I'll only be consistent if Chris gets a webcam. Oh, and he told us he's fixing that in the next coming weeks. So okay. get ready to eat your word, my ready. friend. Okay. Get ready to see oh, the right. behind the screen. <laughs> I don't know if we can withstand that <laughs> PR stunt <laughs> in the but shower, yeah. like AJ said. Oh no! <laughs> Damn. Yeah, that's not gonna end well. Well, don't get ready to call the PR team again. Yeah, I'm on speed dial, so we'll handle yeah, it. Yeah, okay. 
All right. Perfect. All right, gentlemen. Well, thank you so much. Thank you to everyone. You guys have a wonderful time. Have a good night. Like I said, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and um, all other platforms. I think we're still on threads. I'm not sure who handles that account anymore. But hey, if we are cool. If not, then oh well. It died we're out. definitely not on threads. Don't follow us on threads. <laughs> <laughs> all right, then. You guys have a wonderful time. Take care. Be safe. And as always, Arriba America. Good night. Ladies and gentlemen, this was another production of the Eagle Eye Podcast. The number one source for all things Club America in English. Make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Eagle Eye Podcast and get all the latest news and coverage. And subscribe to our podcast wherever.